Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Little different show, no guest. It's just me here. Why do you ask? Why are you wearing this weird orange shirt? Well, that is because football is back, and you know what that means. 16 Sundays in hell is back. The Cleveland Browns kick off today in a matter of, it is 9.22 a.m. Arizona time, which means we have less than one hour until kickoff. I'm going to be talking about 16 Sundays in Hell, week zero season preview of the Browns. I'm going to be talking about some expectations for this year, how things are going to go, kind of wrap up the offseason leading into this season. And of course, just like last year, my bold predictions, how the Browns will do the record. Are they going to go to the playoffs? Are they not going to go to the playoffs? Are they going to disappoint us? Yes, but how bad, but, but to what degree are they going to disappoint us? That's what we're going to talk about on the show. Let's run through it quick and let's get to kick off 16 Sundays in Hell. Let's go. So, managing expectations. Let's rewind all the way back before coronavirus, beginning of the offseason. Freddie Kitchens, see you later. He's in another kitchen with New York. Um, the Browns. One thing that, whether it works out or not, I'm going to give the Browns credit for one thing. One big buzzword that was in the offseason time and time again uh, was alignment. We want to be aligned. Everyone in the organization from the top through the bottom down wants to be on the same page. Seems like a cliche. Seems sort of easy to do, right? But I don't think the Browns have been able to do it ever. Certainly not in my 22 years of being on this earth. But the Browns do have alignment this year. Paul D. Podesta, the Jonah Hill character from the from Moneyball Oakland A's. That guy's real. His name's Paul D. Podesta. He works for the Browns. He led the head coaching search. Last year, he wanted Kevin Stefanski when they hired Freddie Kitchens, but ultimately, that was up to John Dorsey, who is no longer with the Cleveland Browns. This year, D. Podesta's running it. He gets his guy in Kevin Stefanski. There's alignment there. And then, remember, the name the Browns needed to bring in a new GM, the name that was tied to Kevin Stefanski was former Browns personnel uh, worked in the front office, Andrew Barry. That's who the Browns GM is. So boom, right away, D. Podesta, Stefanski, Barry, the Browns have alignment. And not and the alignment doesn't stop there. What Stefanski did as the offensive coordinator, coordinator with the Vikings, what he did with Kirk Cousins, their running game, their receivers, that is really going to work with, with Baker Mayfield. On paper, it all lines up. Stefanski loves to establish the run, loves to set up play action, make things easy on his quarterback. And that's exactly what Baker Mayfield was great at. As bad as last year was with Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield was still was still an elite quarterback in terms of RPO offense, run pass option, and throwing off of play action. And that's what Stefanski on paper, that's what he likes to do. And the Browns, as good as Minnesota was, now they have great guys. They had Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Uh, Kirk Cousins was a middle-of-the-road serviceable, serviceable quarterback, a guy that could prove that with him as a quarterback, a good defense, and a good offense around him, they could be successful. They went to the playoffs. They won playoff games. Now, I believe this is an upgrade for Kevin Stefanski. He has Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. I believe Baker Mayfield has a higher ceiling than Kirk Cousins. He just needs to prove it. And then, of course, Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Bathroom Jr., but we're going to get to that soon. Jarvis Juice Landry. I think those guys are upgrades. As great as Thielen and Stephon Diggs are, I believe Landry and Bathroom Jr. could make some more noise, even more so than those guys. So I think Stefanski is walking into a great situation. And, you know, when we hired him, go back, look at my tweets. I was cleaning, I was tweeting clown emojis, not because I was rooting against Kevin Stefanski, not necessarily because I thought it was a bad hire. I really just didn't know. And I was like, until... Someone can prove me otherwise that the Browns can actually be good, that they can make 
a decision to bring in a coach and it actually works out, not just on paper, then I'm gonna be tweeting out clown emojis and trashing the decision. So I'm on paper, I guess, anti-Kevin Stefanski until he proves me wrong. But don't get me wrong, I'm rooting for Kevin Stefanski. I want him to be the guy. So I was so excited for this offseason. I'm like, Baker is going to be extra motivated. He's gonna get back on track. He's gonna do all this work in the offseason. I love their offseason acquisitions via you know free agency, trades, the draft. Um, they upgraded the offensive line, obviously, with their draft pick at left tackle, the kid out of Alabama, Jedrick Wills Jr. Then, of course, Jack Conklin over there on the right side. The Browns' offensive line is set, and they bring in a guy. Now, we know Baker loved throwing to Mark Andrews, who's now with Baltimore, who the Browns face today, his tight end at Oklahoma. We bring in Austin Hooper, a terrific tight end. And Kevin Stefanski loves to use multiple tight end sets. Um, Najoku, whether he's going to be a factor or not, I don't know. I'm, I'm more excited about Harrison Bryant, who is second on the depth chart ahead of Najoku right now. And Baker, you look at the stats from his two seasons, he's really, really good out of the personnel. I believe it's 12 personnel when we have one back and two tight ends. Baker lights it up. He does well. The Browns do well when we're out of that personnel. Stefanski loves to do that. So we'll see if they can get that alignment, get that going. So I love how the, the Browns, they added depth on defense. They drafted some defense. They drafted some offense. They really rounded things out. This this year's team feels more like a team than rather than last year, where it was just kind of an assortment of talent. Jarvis Landry, Odell uh, Beckham Jr. both had surgery, both got healthy this offseason, eager to go. And then, of course, the coronavirus hits. So before the coronavirus, we have semi-FC, no offense to FCs, but was claiming Baker Mayfield. She topped off Baker Mayfield in his Range Rover at a Cheesecake Factory parking lot at Crocker Park in Cleveland, in Westlake. Uh, so we had that to deal with, and not only dealing with how bad the Browns were last year, then we get hit with that, then we get hit with the coronavirus, and then the weirdest offseason ever, right? And then it just gets crazier. Then that girl, one of the girls on that podcast, the one that uh, that told the Phoenix Sun stories, it wasn't her, but she was there. It was a different girl. They're pretty much the Canker sisters from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Uh, it says that Odell Beckham Jr. likes to be pooped on. So now we're, of course, all the jokes were the Cleveland Brown, not the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Steamers, they already made a t-shirt, which is hilarious. Um, I may still buy that t-shirt. Um, Odell Bathroom Jr., as I'm calling it. Um, yeah, pretty... Pretty crazy offseason. Um, so that's kind of where we've been led until today. Now, again, managing expectations. The Browns aren't going to make any excuses. There is no excuses. They're extremely, extremely talented. But there's a lot of things working against them. Rookie head coach. Guys still getting chemistry on the offensive line. Shortened, weird, crazy offseason where you it's really hard to focus because there's a global pandemic going on. A lot is working against the Browns, but it doesn't mean they can't figure it out. It doesn't mean by the end of the season they can be a lot better, a lot more established team than they're going to be to start the year because everyone is at a disadvantage, especially in football. Even if you just miss one practice can throw a lot of things off every single second. Preparing a football offseason because so much goes into preparation, it can throw things off. And that's why the veteran teams the teams that are healthy, deep, um, you know, that'll avoid you know little nagging injuries here and there. The teams that are deeper, the teams that are more experienced, the more veteran teams are going to be at an advantage, um, even though everyone is slightly disadvantaged. They're just a little bit ahead of the teams that are like the Browns that are still super young and that are young with each other. What I mean is a lot of new pieces 
uh, coming into their first, second year years all together in the same building. Um, so yeah, crazy, crazy off season. Um, and now we've had the Browns have had to deal with injuries. Greedy Williams is already out today. He got drafted not this past draft, but the year before in 2019. I'm still not sure he's made his NFL debut. I, I don't know. He he's never available. He's never there. Um, so he's out. Kevin Johnson, another defensive back, is out um, for for the game today. J.C. Treader was dealing with a knee issue, uh, but he's going to start today. He's going to be good, which is great because he's super important. The quarterback of that offensive line at center. Um, Mac Wilson, the linebacker, he's, thank God, he's not going to have to have surgery. He's not going to miss the entire season. But, of course, he is out today against Baltimore. Um, so where I was most concerned with the Browns was their lack of depth on defense. And when everyone's healthy, they got some guys that can really play. But the problem is when you're thin to start and now you're even more thin because of injuries, it's going to be tough. I'm... Anxious to see how the Browns' defense navigates this season altogether because of the lack of the depth and, honestly, unfortunately, a lot of injury-prone guys, especially at defensive back with Denzel Ward and, of course, Greedy Williams, as we are um, already mentioned. Like I already mentioned, here's what's working against the Browns. Injuries on defense, um, new coach, new system, craziest offseason ever, and we've had everything from, you know, getting topped off at Cheesecake Factory, to a global pandemic, to our star wide receiver liking to be pooped on. Allegedly, allegedly. It's been a weird offseason, even for Cleveland Browns standards. All right, let's get into this season's schedule. I know it's tough to predict the whole season because injuries can happen, injuries to, to the Browns, to other teams, all that stuff, but whatever. I'm going to put my neck out on the line. Here's what I'm predicting. Week one today at Baltimore, the Cleveland Browns are going to lose. I think they'll keep it close enough, but I think Baltimore just has too much. They understand what they're doing. The Browns have a lot of moving pieces, a lot of new guys, injuries. Browns lose today. Then on Thursday night football, short turnaround here, they are going to play Northern Kentucky, the Bengals. The Browns will win. They're going to beat these skyline losers. It's going to be fun to see Joe Burrow um, making his way north of the Kentucky border in back into Ohio, where he's from, to play the Browns, but he's going to lose up there at the lake. The Browns, they play the Washington R-Words, the Washington football team. The Browns will beat the Washington football team, and they will be 2-1. and one. Then they go to Dallas, to Jerry's World, to AT&T Stadium. The Browns will lose this game. Through four games, the Browns will be 500, exactly where they were last year. Now, moving into week five, the Browns will host the Indianapolis Colts. New look Indianapolis Colts with Phillip Rivers. It's going to be weird not to see Phillip Rivers losing a game with the sun totally in his face, like his red zone is starting to go away. And, you know, a game just ended. Now they put Phillip Rivers on. He's just yelling and screaming and audibling like crazy. Too little, you know, too little, too late tries to make a comeback. They don't have enough timeouts. Can't quite get into field goal range. Uh, you know, late turnover, desperation, whatever it is. It's going to be weird to see Phillip Rivers not yelling and screaming at people trying to start to play when it's a little bit too late in those beautiful, beautiful powder blue uniforms. So he's made his way to a more royal blue with the Indianapolis Colts. The Browns, with all that being said, are going to take down Phillip Rivers in Cleveland. And then at Pittsburgh, um, as much as I would love the Browns to win in Heinz Field for, I think, the first time in the history of the universe, I just don't see it. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a monster year. And Pittsburgh, unfortunately, just has our number. I hate it, but they do. Browns um, are going to win. Oh, my God. I thought I saw a red dot on my screen. I was freaking out. I thought I was going to have to duck for cover. Anyways, I'm good. Um, 
At then, the Browns will travel south of the Ohio border to northern Kentucky to play the Bengals, and they're going to win this game. They're going to get back to sweeping the Bengals. Last year, I'm glad they didn't sweep the Bengals. I'm glad they beat. I'm glad they beat them at home. But in Week 17, when the season's over and there's a better draft pick to be had on the line, yeah, lose to Cincinnati. Do I care? Hell no. We're out of the playoffs anyway. Six and ten. Sign me up. Number ten pick, Jedrick Wills Jr. Let's go, baby. Represent the Browns. They're going to get back to sweeping Cincinnati this year, though. Now, the Browns will host the Las Vegas Raiders. They're going to win this game. I don't think anyone can win in Vegas except for the Raiders because the Raiders are the house. The house always wins in Vegas. The Browns, Vegas is traveling to Ohio. Jack Casino on our side. Good juju. Put it all in to win for the Browns against the Vegas Raiders. They're going to be 5-3 and three at this point. We're going to be like, oh, 5-3. This, this feels cool. This is a little different. This is exciting, a little dangerous, but not too dangerous. Now, Browns are going to go through a little rough patch here. Um, the Browns will play versus Vegas, versus Houston, versus Philly. you got three straight weeks here, home games. Fortunately, they're going to go one and two because they're going to lose against Houston. I know they're without DeAndre Hopkins. He's out here in Arizona now with my satellite, my adopted second team, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but Deshaun Watson's too good. I think they're going to get it done. And Philly comes... Um, as long as Carson Wentz is healthy, um, I see Philly taking care of business. The Browns lose. They're going to be 5-5. Five and five. Browns will go to Jacksonville. Um, as long as they don't party too hard in Jacksonville, Jacksonville gets crazy. They have a wonderful TGI Fridays. Um, the Browns will win this game in Jacksonville, and then they will go to Tennessee, and they're going to win that game as well. Browns going to be 7-5. and five. Now, the Browns will play their second of second games against the Baltimore Ravens, hosting them as much as I would love to see the Browns split with the Ravens for the third straight year. It's not going to happen. Baltimore is going to get the best of us this year. Baltimore is a very good team. They're my pick to win the AFC North and maybe to even win the AFC altogether. I don't know. Maybe. But the Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the Browns. Now, the Browns, they're going to go to New Jersey, to the Meadowlands, Back-to-back -back weeks at the Giants, then at the Jets. They're going to win both those games. Return game for Odell Bathroom Jr. Um, bold move here. If Odell really has a great sense of humor and doesn't mind paying the fine, first touchdown this year, lay down on the ground, toss the ball to Jarvis Landry, have him hoop it onto his chest. I think that'd be pretty funny, but whatever. Um, so the Browns are going to win back-to-back -back games. They're going to have nine wins. They're going to secure a winning season with... The last game, week 17, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, our bitter, bitter rival. Okay, we lost to him on the road, but God, we got to beat him at home, right? To get that 10th win. First 10-game winning season since 2007, I want to say. They didn't go to the playoffs, so I really don't remember. Um, but unfortunately, no, I think the Browns are going to lose that game. Pittsburgh is going to best Cleveland in Cleveland, but it's not going uh, to matter. The Browns are going to secure that winning season. They're going to go 9-7 and seven this year, and they're going to get that second wild card spot. Remember, NFL added that second wild card spot. The Browns, too much talent, too much. I know a lot's working against them. They can't make excuses. They have new, awesome, old-school, bring-it-back uniforms. The Browns have no excuse this year. They're going to go 9-7. and seven. They're going to get that second wild card spot. And we're going to find out what they do from there. Each week, we're going to be in this together. We're going to be following each other. I was up super early this morning. I watched Batman Begins in preparation for this. Didn't have time to read The Godfather. Just read the first page, just like my good friend LeBron James. And I'm ready for this season. Let's do it. 16 Sundays in hell. I'm chipper right now. I feel like Harry Doyle on opening day. And then after Willie Mays Hayes gets thrown out at first, getting picked off, I'm going to be over there like this, drinking my 
you know, Mai Tais or whatever he was drinking. By the end of the season, he was just drinking, drinking straight Jack. I hope that's not me. I hope I'm drinking champagne at the end of the year when the Browns clinch a playoff berth. That's it. Week one, or excuse me, week zero. Browns preview 16 Sundays in hell. Go Browns. Talk to you guys on Monday.